Because we got something to prove, huh? That's part. Get it, boo. Yeah, we all we got. With Miss Pint on the mic next to She the Rock. Hey. Ain't no holding our tongue. Yeah, we getting it done. Shout out to Trevor. Girl, you number one, huh? Magic business. Wait a minute. Hey. What? Huh? Wait a minute. Hey. Hey. Wait a damn minute. Minute. Right. Wait, wait a damn minute. Welcome to another episode of Wait a Damn Minute. Today is Thursday, April the 15th, 2021. And guess what, y'all? In case y'all didn't know, it's been a year today that we have been podcasting. Yes. It's our anniversary. Anniversary. Yes. Yes. What a difference a year has made. It was my face. Mm -hmm. Huh? It was that it, it did, it did, it did. But we're gonna say that for the after show because we have a guest, special guest tonight. Okay. Yes, tonight we have with us Miss Leticia. Did I say it right, Leticia? Leticia. Leticia. <laughs> See, I never say her real name. I just always call her name. <laughs> yes. Um, she's here with us tonight to talk about mental health. So introduce yourself to everyone. Sure. So first of all, I would like to say thank you guys for having me on your show. And a special thanks for having me on your podcast on your one year anniversary. That is yes. milestone. So I'm glad to share this moment with you guys. Um, my name is Leticia Sessoms. I am a woman of God. I'm a wife. I'm a mother of two boys. I am a licensed professional counselor. I am a certified substance abuse counselor. I'm a registered play therapist. I am a certified sexual treatment professional, and I'm certified in trauma. Um, I do have a lot of other certifications and trainings, but I think what I've given you so far is enough. Oh, that was a lot. <laughs> yes. That, so that is lot. good. Very that good. Where are you, girl? Thank you. Oh, that is awesome. So, mental health. Explain to everyone exactly when you say mental health, what does that actually mean? So, what mental health means in a nutshell, it's the emotional psychological and social well-being so mm-hmm. what that means is it affects how we think mm-hmm. feel and act okay so some of the things that our mental health can do for us is how we handle stressors so how you would if you there was a death in your family how right. you mm-hmm. would take on that right so that's that was one thing i was going to ask you about too now are you certified in that because i know they actually have counselors or therapists um, for stuff like that, for people that can't cope. Right. So I am a licensed professional counselor, and that mm-hmm. covers all of that. Yeah. All of that. Everything. Okay. So I can do diagnosing and things of that nature. And that's grief, grief counseling. Mm-hmm. I have done a lot of grief counseling, in the mm-hmm. not a lot of grief counseling in the past, but mm-hmm. I know how to perform. Yeah. So explain to us, and especially me, because I want to know. Now, I have the lady that I see, she's a counselor, but... What is the difference between a counselor, a therapist, a psychologist, and a psychiatrist? Okay, so I'll start 
with the psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, a psychiatrist is an individual who is able to prescribe psychotropic okay. medications. That's what I thought. Okay. So you would go to him or her for medication. Okay. Mm-hmm. A psychologist is one that can render testing, like can give you all the different batteries to tell mm-hmm. you like where the root causes of your mental health issues thriving mm-hmm. from. And then you have a counselor and a therapist pretty much occupied in the same role. They just assist with overcoming barriers of obstacles you may be experiencing in your daily life. Oh, okay. Because I always wonder, what was the difference Mm. in the two? So what made you decide? Well, um, I decided to go in this field for a number of reasons. But I'll just start off by saying that. I didn't start here. So I know that me being in this field is heaven sent. It's God led. Um, and I'll tell you why. So when I first started off, I started off um, Christopher Newport as a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to run track and stuff. So I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of stay in that realm. And then from there, I changed to nursing. Mm-hmm. Um I love being in the biology lab, mm-hmm. but the actual classroom component was very difficult. So I said, I need to explore something now. So I end up being in um, the student hall one day and they Mm -hmm. had like different, the different um, colleges in there Mm -hmm. that talks about the different degrees and stuff. And so I stopped over to talk about sociology and sociology is a study of human behavior. And so I was like, this might be what I should be doing so I explored that avenue and then from there on I was in this field but the passion the root of my passion is derived from my family history Mm -hmm. Um, there is a significant level of violence Mm -hmm. drug use just dysfunction Mm -hmm. in both on my um, maternal and paternal side so mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed helping people and I've mm-hmm. always children have always gravitated towards mm-hmm. me and I always gravitated towards them so okay. it's been I think I was born to right to do, do what this. I do so that's probably why you walk right into what you were meant to walk into when you walk Absolutely. down the hallway mm-hmm. yep. so your main focus children or adults which one you prefer so preference is adults And I'll tell you why. I enjoy working with children and I've worked with children for many years. That's Mm -hmm. where my foundation started. The problem that I found in working with children is that Mm -hmm. the parents don't change. Like, so we're fixing the child and sending them back into the same home home. environment. So I'm like, no, give me her, give me him, you know, (laughs) give me them. And so that's how. I started being more interested, invested in the adult population. And, and, and that makes sense, though, because if yeah. you're telling the child, do this and do that, but they go home and then the mother or the father is saying, or the grandmother is saying, oh, no, you don't have to do this, do this, do that. Now you're confusing them. So how would you break that chain with that child? If you're trying to start with that child, you would start and break the chain for them and their kids, okay. but not why they're a kid, because they still have adults that they have to... Right. Yeah, I done learned something already. It might be me. I might probably need to get the. Oh, so you might need to see. Yeah, probably. It probably need to start with me because mm-hmm. it's my child. Yeah. Or children, you know. Right, I, I agree. Definitely. It's, it's proven there are so many um, facts and studies out there that show that if you change as the, the head of the household, mm-hmm. everybody else kind of follows. Right. So. 
I'd be so I irritable. strongly recommend it. And most of the parents are very resistant to services because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with me. It's them. Well, mm-hmm. no, everybody has some areas that they can improve right. upon. Mm-hmm. And so we, the approach that I go is a more softer approach. No, it's nothing wrong with you, but hey, girl, so. I got issues too. Right. We're going to talk these things <laughs> out. <so. laughs> and it's, you know, you really have to get on their level. Right. Meet them right where they are. Where they are. Meet them at their space in their space and you stay there and then as you grow as they get better you work your way up and have you found that it's been easy doing that and then you start seeing the change in the child that you originally Mm -hmm. started working with and then you start working with the parents have you seen a change yes it's working yes it's it's proven to be effective it works so much and i was just talking to someone about this the other day i have i have poor boundaries when it comes to time my time mm-hmm. and so as a therapist we're we get an hour 60 minutes mm-hmm. so i'm always going over like sometimes i spend like three hours with no wow. person yeah yeah oh yeah oh, so yeah. i have mm-hmm. very poor boundaries with that because i won't cut you off if you're crying i don't right. i don't have a clock in there this month oh, yeah, the time i'm your really emotion, yeah. just in, in, the moment in this them. moment with you i'm exactly. spending this time with you because right. That's what we miss in society. No one spends that time with us. And so because I spend so much time with them, I fix them. We we fix I fix them in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So they'll get better mm-hmm. and then they'll stop coming. And then okay. something will happen and yeah, they call me back and want to come in that same day. Mm-hmm. So I find that there is a positive trend with fixing parents. All right. So let me let me jump in and, and when you was naming all your like yes that was overwhelming to my masses I, nothing's wrong with me oh I don't know something wrong with me but something how do you cope <laughs> how do you cope with like your does it is it overwhelming for you I think that's what I'm trying to say to actually listen to this that long day right. in day mm-hmm. out how do you keep yourself up because sometimes it can be draining I yeah. think is it is that. extremely taxing it is very overwhelming at times. And it's for me, it's because I genuinely care. And I find that I spend a lot of time trying to research or figure things out for them, even in their absence. Mm-hmm. So I can be working with you and then I'm going home and you left something heavy on me. Right. You, you left heavy. I left heavy. So I'm, I'm it takes arriving home and I'm yeah. quiet. Don't not too much talking with the kids and what's wrong and I'm, I'm just thinking right. you know so you do have to rationally detach like it's so important for you to have that balance because you can easily burn out mm-hmm. so I do I spend a lot my favorite thing to do is sleep so <laughs> for those right. of you I that know right. know me know that I sleep a lot yeah. when I can <laughs> I sleep a lot and I um self-care to me is connect, connecting with my family connecting gotcha. with those mm-hmm. that I want to be around I mm-hmm. choose who is allowed in my space it does not matter the relationship that's right I don't do that so if I like you you like me Mm -hmm. we're in a good space then that's who I choose to spend my time with and you know I get my nails and feet done but I don't consider that's just routine routine, routine, but you know I I said that because a lot of people categorize that as self-care when that's Self care is far beyond right. nails that's and hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just spending me. time. I like alone time. 
sometimes mm-hmm. just being alone so I can think. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to be present and in the moment. I'm mm-hmm. always so busy. Like, literally, I am so busy. Mm-hmm. He was like, girl, you just act like you're the president. <laughs> I'm literally that busy. I don't be avoiding people or ignoring people. Just it's just busy. I have a very busy agenda every mm-hmm. single day. So mm-hmm. when I find time, I breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. I take deep breaths. I walk. I have my different apps. I listen to gospel music. Mm-hmm. You know, I do things that are filling for me. So I, and I put right. myself, I'm a priority. So that's I, right. Exactly. And I thank right. you that's again for coming to take right. that time for mm-hmm. you to be so busy to come to Win Again Minute and share your story and what you do. Right. Thank you. So, I thank you for that. So when you say you take time and you breathe and all that, how often do you really do that though? I do it more now because okay. it got to a point where I was like, about to break not just Mm -hmm. just completely exhausted and i noticed that my temperament was very different and Mm -hmm. i'm a social butterfly now now just decided you don't like people with you my husband like come on let's go i don't like people i don't want to go (laughs) (laughs) so you know i i really have been probably since the onset of covid and Mm -hmm. that at the onset of covid is when i realized Life happens. That's mm-hmm. right. And right. you really, it's all but a moment. Mm-hmm. So all the time that we have is valuable. That's mm-hmm. right. And exactly. I, I felt myself taking it for granted because I spend long hours at work and I take away from my family. Because exactly. in my mind, they're going to be there when I get home. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it doesn't work like that. Right. The right. same energy and amount of time that I put in my business, mm-hmm. I have to do the same thing for my family. So you was, so you was there for other people and their family, but you was kind of neglecting your family yep. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. How do you feel about someone who feels like they don't need counseling? I was just about to ask you that question. I want you to be. You want you to be because I was just about to ask you that. Raw, raw, and I think it's stupid. You know, I think that (laughs) people have to realize the importance of mental health. Right. We don't categorize it the same as we do medical. Now, Mm -hmm. all the services that I provide, every authorization that comes through, it says medical necessity. Okay. And so all the services that I provide are mental health. But we have been trained culturally to think that help is not necessary and it's not right. needed. Mm-hmm. Or they say you're crazy. And you're crazy. And they have yeah. but you know, words to describe and people mm-hmm. are very sensitive and they mm-hmm. care about what other people think. Right. So I they don't do. want he or yeah. she to think I'm crazy. So I will suffer in silence right. for an extensive period of time before I go get help. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're stupid. Right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. right. That's but right. what if they don't know they need help? Okay, right. if they don't know they need help, then that's I take that back. Look, right. but some people, <laughs> most people know. You know when something's not right. Just like if your stomach hurt or you feeling a little funny, you the first thing you say is, "Oh, I don't feel good. Something don't feel right." You want to run to the doctor. Right. You want to run to the doctor. So if you know that your mental. Is it's a little altered off, somewhere. Yeah. Or either, you know, you're not acting the same. Your behavior or your attitude mm-hmm. is a little off. You know, something isn't right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that goes all the way back to, like, you know, your grandparents your or your great-grandparents and all that. They'll mm-hmm. say, go to church. Nobody really went to counselors. They went or No, and then they in the church, church, they were molested. Right. That's right. They were... A lot was going on in the church. Mm-hmm. Church trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That nobody talked about. Right. right. So I think that that's um, 
the bulk of the reason why we operate the way we do today because right. we we still have those old traditions, mm-hmm. that old mindset. And mm-hmm. culturally, it has to be somebody that that celebrated often, somebody famous to do something with mental health before we begin to realize Follow how suit, important yeah. it is for us. Right. So what so, do, what I'm sorry, go ahead, Pine. Do you feel like everybody knows when something's mentally wrong with no. them? Exactly. No. Absolutely not. And that's why I said I take that back because sometimes you don't know. You really don't know. Like there are so many diagnoses where it's just very a very different feeling. You know, you mm-hmm. may like something is not right, right. about me, mm-hmm. but you can't put your finger on it. Right. Like, a lot of medical conditions can cross over with mental health. So mm-hmm. like Chante, the example that she gave, like a stomach pain. That could be a mental health issue mm-hmm. where you're exacerbating, like every time my stomach hurts, mm-hmm. you know, anxiety, anxiety, depression, you know, all of those things can merge together. So, so sometimes you yes. don't know, mm-hmm. but when you don't know and you have a sense of something is wrong, mm-hmm. you need to seek help and right. try to figure it out. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. be, it's not you're crazy, you're smart, mm-hmm. you're bold, you're brave, you're doing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what it. That's what we miss here in the world today. Mm-hmm. Everybody is worried about what the next person is saying. Right. How how am I going to be perceived? They're going to think mm-hmm. I'm crazy. And so we just suffer. So how do you do Let's say I see an adult that needs help. How do, who, how can we handle that? Who can we contact? It seems like we say, okay, I think my cousin needs help. She's, she's an adult though. Mm-hmm. Is it a number or a resource that we could... So sure. So the first thing is with the adults, they have to want to participate. That's true. Yeah. And it so makes sense. a lot of times they don't because they don't. First, you identify that something's wrong with them. So that's a whole nother thing. But let's just say your cousin is like, okay, it's time for me to go get help. I, I think I've hit the point where I need to go get help. So basically... There are a lot of mental health agencies. I mean, here in Suffolk, you have the Community Services Board. You have multiple agencies like mine um, that have mental health services to include mental health skill building. You have um, Providence Psychological here in Suffolk mm-hmm. that does the outpatient therapy. Shout out to Dr. Ward. Okay. Um, you have a wealth of services not in Suffolk necessarily, right. but mm-hmm. there are some services they, in Suffolk. They get the one with Portsmouth, Chesapeake, mm. I mean, all over. It's just like mm-hmm. banks and right. uh, they are on every corner. Oh, yeah. 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 So so how yeah. helpful do you feel like it is for like people in, you didn't see in a lot of different situations, like with the some of the worst situations, how do you feel like it, it what do you feel like it prevented them from doing or do you think it, it helps them like, captivate through life like how do you think it, it really helps to get the type of help that you give so i i use what we call cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. and it's just changing of the mindset mm-hmm. and so if i can change your mind i can change your world so That's it's right. how you view mm-hmm. your perception of the world when you come see me i'm definitely going to change your world mm-hmm. because i'm going to have you view the world differently a lot of people are stuck in situations or some form of trauma. Let's say mm-hmm. if when you was 14, you was molested. So uh, your brain really mm-hmm. kind of stops there. Mm-hmm. And wow. then... Because you hold that on your brain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it, And so you're funk as an adult. And that's why a lot of things that happen 
to um, happen to us in our childhood, it manifests when we are adults. So if you think about it, an individual who has been molested, um, when they are adults, let's say if it was their uncle and he, you know, was forceful or whatever. Mm -hmm. When they're adults, they don't want their partner to grab them a certain That's way. Right. They don't want to, you know, like mm -hmm. it's all reminders but and reflections of that. of that incident. So you live with that all the time. And every time you see something that reminds you of that, it brings that situation back all over mm -hmm. again. So, and then a lot of times people don't talk about stuff that is not just right. molestation. It's so many things that happen to mm -hmm. children that mm -hmm. happen to us when we were growing up mm -hmm. that nobody ever talked about. Mm -hmm. And right. why? Because we we went to the church. Mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. What goes on in this house stays in the house. house. If you right. tell them to kill you but and you your mom, you know, threatening that. behavior. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. no, tell them to talk. I tell my kids, we talk about everything. Uh, right. Raw and uncut, we talking about it. That's so, right. you know, you have to have that openness. You have to create the environment that yeah. you want. That's so, true. I see, in the prison, we had this, um, I work in the counseling area and it's called Thank You for a Change. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she right. Some of them guys, and I know it may sound crazy, but I've been doing this for so long since May 2003. I can look in there. It's like a certain look they got, the ones that need the mental mm -hmm. health counseling. And that's what the counselor be saying. They be stuck. They be stuck from stuff that happened and right. then they, they, they can't cope. So we got this thing called Thank You For A Change mm -hmm. and it's about all about cognitive behavior and mm -hmm. you'll be surprised. Yeah. They be old, older men and they don't know how to cope with reality everyday living because of right. what happened to them. Yeah. And then a lot of times yeah. things that happen to them as a child, they'll do it to uh -huh. another child uh -huh. and then the other child will do it to somebody else and then the other child you know and it's just a cycle yeah. mm -hmm. that's the cycle that happens in our family mm -hmm. and so we have to make that decision of when we are going to break mm -hmm. those generational curses because that's what they are that's exactly what it is so, so do you think you can be born with it just come out with mental health like born into it or like do you have so um genetics is the brain chemistry it's yeah it's science you know it is yeah. yeah you can definitely be born with it and <laughs> always say you got to be careful who you have kids but it's so true you know you just and you never know you know it could it skips generations um things like my my youngest son he's six he he stutters and his mm -hmm. grandfather stutters but my husband don't stutter so right. it the, the same thing mm -hmm. with uh, mm -hmm. mental health mm -hmm. the genetics is so what's some things we could do? When you say make sure you be careful we had children back and you know and the child father is touch. What's some things, what's some advice you can give to someone that needed to make sure that their child don't have some of those ways by their other parent? Mm. So so ask, let me make sure I like you were saying that. be careful who we, who we have kids by mm -hmm. we hear that saying but now hearing it from you it don't hit home somewhere so I want to know when you what do you mean by that? Or what I could say I it do? in a joking manner. Okay, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah, I say it but in a joking manner, but I was not. You, it, you it, it, there is some realization to it because right. you know if you, you and, and that's why they say you know when you meet a person, find out how he or she treats their parents, mm -hmm. how right. did their parents treat their parent, you know things right. like that. You really have to do an assessment on that's some. Right. Ask a lot of ask any question. 
That's right. I mean, just just be no. Oh, they be acting out. It was just it's different things. I don't even say yoga help with with stress. Just like it does. Like taking that time to not get that mental in that mental mm. space in another way. Do activities like fitness help. Yeah. Yoga. So Rob, basically, you want to find out if say if someone had a child and then you found out later on that the other parent might have issues. You want to know, is there something you can do to prevent that child from having the same issues? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I thought I'm that sorry, was our thank first you, question. Yeah. That's why I was going there because yeah. we heard it all the time, but it, look, I wanted to know like, yeah. Thank you for clarifying Thank that, you. Yes. Um, so yeah, what you can, the greatest thing you can do for a person is to love them and be connected to them. And be not judgmental. So the the one thing we as a culture we are so judgmental. Yes, and that's why a lot of us don't want to go get help. Don't go get therapy because we are so much in fear that they're gonna think I'm crazy. They're gonna think I'm. They're gonna think this. They're gonna think that. And we leave ourselves Mm -hmm. behind. So no, it's it it's it's not that. So I wish mm, so. You said, because I want to recommend, I, I got, uh, we'll talk later after, okay. after the show. Yeah. But um, another question I would like to know is, do you have people get checks? You know how they say crazy people, like crazy check or mental health checks. So what? you can. Yeah. You, I mean, you you have have like, yes, yeah, yes. So you, you have, um, everybody that comes to me have a, a diagnosis. Okay. And a diagnosis can almost qualify you for your disability. Okay. So when you it, go it depends, see you. Man. See, now when it comes to the chat part, that's when you talk to me. No. That, okay. that, 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 yeah, do you see I want to recommend an adult. He comes to, the person comes to you, get assessment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and after talking to someone, you can determine if it's what, like bipolar mm-hmm. disorder mm-hmm. or, okay. And then let the person talk about childhood things or whatever they got mm-hmm. that person acting that way. Mm-hmm. And then, What's the next step? Do I rec- do I take the paperwork you give me and go down to the um social yeah. security place? Well, so no, you go there. So that person will get the services that they begin, or they will have like a a social history. Where if if this is the first time that they're receiving services, then they will go in to get service. They'll be seen. And then you will go, once they get their diagnosis, then you will go down and apply. But they will actually ask you, well, what diagnosis do you have? And then they'll fax over and they'll send a big packet out to the agency. Mm-hmm. And then that person. To you. Yeah. Gotcha. And they will fill it out. Okay. And, so how many sessions it would take for you to determine one session, two sessions? I traditionally do three. Person. I do three. Because okay. sometimes, you know, people have... It's situational. They right. have things that are going on, like right. a, a marriage. Mm-hmm. Like but they, they yeah. have to want the services. They definitely have to want the I'm just waiting ever. I, I like this person. I, I just. You might I think they that person. It. I mean, they really need. And it's something that they should have had as a child, I believe. So, I mean, I don't know this. I don't know the person you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But what I can say to you is that you have to. You can't want it more than them. Right. And you that's can't right. That's, that's, that's sad, but yeah. The thing about it is, is our time is valuable. That's so right. when somebody come and sit in front of me, I'm invested instantly. And I get a lot of people because I do EAP. 
Um, just oh, to be sure okay. Employee assistance. So I right. get people. Oh. I no, I get people like work got mm-hmm. called work. with marijuana oh, yeah. in their system and yeah. stuff like. Oh yeah, my daddy. I was at a party with my daddy. He was smoking. Right. You wasted yeah. my time. Next, you know. <laughs> I, I so I I said that to say like. The time is valuable, so I don't like to spend time on people who don't want help. Right. I want to help the help the people who want help. Who want the help? So I'm not a good therapist when it comes to somebody who don't want help. Exactly. Because my because you're wasting your time. Yeah. So have you ever been in a situation where both of the parents have conditions, but one of them you can pull in for help? And the other one is resistant to it, and it messes up the child either way because mm-hmm. the child still has to go both ways. Yeah. Wow. So, what do you do in situations like that? Like, it, it, does it still? So, what I what I would recommend is to continue to work on the ones that want the help. So, the child mm-hmm. and the dad, or the child and the mom, whoever right. the case may be, and eventually, the hope is to wean the other parent in Mm -hmm. when he or she sees change behavior in the child and in the i'm saying mother the other part and the the mother then it's either they're going to change or stay the same but there is a very fine line between controlling that process because if you if the if you're separated the, the child goes with the father here right. and go with you there. Mm-hmm. You just have to put parameters around that. If mm-hmm. it means even going to court and, you know, saying, I don't know what he or she is doing, but you have to protect your peace and your child's peace. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Because you can't really control if you're not no. really there. And if they don't want to do it, it's nothing you can, you do, can about do about it. it. It can't be court ordered. The judge can't make you go through. They can make you go through um, parenting and right. like anger management, if something like that was to occur. But something but, has to but happen. Something has to happen. Like he has to hit the mother or the child, or, you know, something like yeah. that. It what just, if he's just on drugs? If he's on drugs, then he sh- he should not be around the child. That's you can go you know, to the court and file right. for um, full custody, and That's then right. he he would have to prove his. Cleanliness right. and all right. of that, so he would have to go through like AA, AA and, and, and things, 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 things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you know, oh, one moment, Cam. Let me say this. You know, back in the day, they used to say because you know nowadays we have all these diagnoses. You have ADHD, you have depression, you have bipolar. But you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, they're just hyper, just doing kid stuff. Now you call it ADHD. Then before it was like, oh, they're just lazy. They just want to lay around and do nothing. But now you call it depression. So it's like, is it that due to the fact that our culture didn't really do therapy, that we was calling it these other things? Or did these names just come around, these diagnoses just, you know, start coming around? I think they always existed. Um, But again, as you said, in our culture, we Mm -hmm. didn't utilize them a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think that's both that statement that you said is still very consistent. A lot of children who are diagnosed with ADHD and things of that nature, ODD, mm-hmm. they're not those things. Right. But we have to give them a label to justify mm-hmm. why we treat them different, why we do all of mm-hmm. these things, especially if, a lot of times it stems from the school setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some parents are just 
trained to think uh-huh. that okay, so and so child was on meds. Let me, I need to go yeah, out. Yeah, because they won't go get a check. Sleep. Yeah, I, I see, and that's check. another I thing. Better keep them. Right, yeah. that, but that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. though. A lot of people with me, you know, used to be a disability analyst for Social Security. A lot of people thought because they had a diagnosis that automatically means you getting a check, and that's absolutely not, not true. true. You're gonna probably get denied like twice. You're gonna get denied a couple times, but it's but a whole lot of other things play a factor in that, especially if you're an adult, or you're really gonna have a hard time. You have to practically be almost like one foot in the grave, and you know some your people, baby some, toe. Some people get it quick, right? Yeah. It, it just, just depends. depends. It depends on your your um. Demographics. It depends on your education. It depends on your mm-hmm. history. Work history. All of that. Your work history yeah, as well. All, all of that. that plays a factor. But if you just go see her, if you say, "Oh, I'm gonna go see Miss Sessoms," then you go see her about two, three times, and then she gives you a diagnosis, and then you go foul. You wasted your time, her time, and oh, when I was an analyst, time. my time. Because you just waste everybody's time because it's not gonna happen. But now, if you have a history from yeah. childhood, gotcha. and then, you know, the history when she do her it's exam, the show the parents, then yeah, you might have a better chance. But I think a, so ahead. many oh, of us want checks. What you said, too, going back to your original statement about our kids back then, think about now how our kids are stuck in the house. We're technology driven. Right. We're sitting in front of... Mm-hmm. All of those things are trained to change the way we think. Right. Yeah. You, you know, know I it, where I live, I'm from Suffolk. Shout out to Suffolk. <laughs> <laughs> 914 Garfield Avenue was where I resided. <laughs> and we would hang out to like two or three in the morning. That's we right. didn't worry about like Mm-mm. people coming in, trying to do something to mm-hmm. us. Like mm-hmm. it was really a community. It was mm-hmm. safe. Right. It was supportive. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked out for each other. We don't have that option mm-hmm. for our children today. No, Not at all. So no. our kids, a lot of us shelter our children in the house because right. that's where we feel like it's a safe yes. place yes. for right. them. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we begin to see them, the maybe the depression or yeah. even the hyperness because they got to create their own little world right. inside mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's, true. that's really true. What are some things that um, people can do for depression besides medicine? Ooh, diet, exercise, and sleep. Yeah, um, yoga is an excellent yoga. remedy um, to help to decrease the symptomology. Mindfulness, mm-hmm. just being in tune with your body, staying present in the moment. You said meditating. Meditating, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, the greatest thing is diet, exercise, and sleep. Yoga is something that I've been wanting to um, do. I've never done yoga. I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years. I haven't done it. But Actually, that's what we were supposed to be doing this weekend is a yoga class, too. Really? Yeah, I'm I really want to do that. My so, friend is a um, certified yoga instructor, so I'm going to give, I'm going to. Get a oh, class yeah. together. So okay. Yeah. 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 I've never yeah. done that. They yeah. said it's relaxing. Mm-hmm. It so is. So what qualifies a person being bipolar? Like, exactly, what is bipolar? Mm-hmm. It's it's a diagnosis. Okay. Um, yeah, they have <laughs> manic. Um, they have they go on like rages mm-hmm. where they well, maybe so like spending, mm-hmm. um, stand up for consecutively so for no. days at mm-hmm. a time. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just counting. <laughs> She's like, okay, this person has all of this. You know, it, it. There is a lot of symptoms that accompany um, bipolar one and bipolar two disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing that we look for is that manic state. 
that meant. Yeah. That's not what qualifies you for the right. diagnosis, but you can kind of tell when somebody is bipolar. Uh-huh. You don't even have to look at the DSM-5. You can kind of, if you know the different <laughs> criteria, you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, he fixed they, it. You just mm-hmm. say they touch. Yeah. And it's in the ass. Touch. Not touch. Don't say touch. See, that, that's, say a, touch. Isn't it, that's a stigmatizing yeah. name, like right. crazy. So, right. so touch is like... But well, I know we're talking. Right. right. Well, and it in the eyeballs, though. In the, in, not, not all the time. Eyeballs, not all the time. Um, let me tell you something. I can look at the offenders and, and it's in their face it's in their ass I'm telling no. you a lot of times when you look in their eyes it's pain and hurt yeah. see you corrected mm-hmm. me you right baby because I'll be like something wrong yeah. Yeah. if you <laughs> so again I told you guys why I started so right. I've had multiple family members incarcerated mm-hmm. and so as an adult going to visit them I always when they get ready to line up, because I will always stay to the end. Mm-hmm. So when they get ready to line yeah. up on the wall, I'm looking, and I'm like, first of all, they're very handsome men. Right. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all so the it, yeah, all the men are in here. But if you think about it, if you did an assessment of each one of those men, mm-hmm. you would find trauma in their lives. Not all of them, but I can guarantee you at least 85% of them. So hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's a very valid statement. So, Mm -hmm. and when you are hurt, you bring people into your hurt world and you don't have that sense of love, Love. kindness, Mm -hmm. respect. I mean, Mm -hmm. just look at our culture now. Like even locally in our cities, we're, we always hollering about the, the police officers killing us, but then we turn around and Mm -hmm. Every day, every time, I just yeah. stop watching the news. Yeah, I, don't I don't watch the news either. Yeah, it's it's it. beyond depressing. It. So, you know, it's just our culture mindset is just messed up. Jacked up. up. It is. Yeah. Right. Now, when you say depressing, it is depressing. Now, I now I do believe that you can have like situational depression, like oh, even yeah. like watching the news. It makes it kind of like it drains you when you just feel so sad, but. I wouldn't say that, like, if I'm feeling that way, if I go see someone, she wouldn't say, oh, you're depressed. No, because some people come in, they don't, you can't, there's no diagnosis to give them. It may be just like, okay, you need to stop watching the news. Right. I see, because after you do the assessment, you realize that, okay, this is a clean, pretty, pretty average person. And mm-hmm. it's just this person is consuming themselves with watching right. the news mm-hmm. and you're taking on everything that's uh-huh. happened as yours. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you are creating ownership right. of that. And so mm-hmm. you don't want that. Exactly. That's why I don't So is medication this. given to everybody that's no. Di- diagnosed? No. Okay. no. Um it's probably recommended mm-hmm. for a lot of the diagnosis. But some people just don't some people try that alternative medicine, you know, the the holistic approach, the right. the yoga, the right. mindfulness mm-hmm. and those things. And they work. The mm-hmm. eating, changing your diet, taking out sugar and uh, lots of carbs and things mm-hmm. like that. Taking those things because you have to boost your serotonin levels and things of that mm-hmm. nature. So you have to look. Medicine is not the all in all. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that it's fix. not effective, but maybe it's a jump start. So mm-hmm. you can get on it and just wean your way off of it by doing incorporating other things. But they mm-hmm. also have medications that are not like the the holistic side of the medications mm-hmm. like herbs and things like that right. that are more um organic in nature mm-hmm. shall i say and not like 
brain stimulating or right. have a lot of different mm-hmm. um, side effects and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Now, would that play um, true? Would you be able to do that even with like a bipolar d- disorder? Do you think like exercising and yoga <laughs> and herbs and organic? Need to, yeah, I mean, this, depending on the severity of it, but I think a lot of them really need medicine yeah. because they are on edge at any given moment. So you don't know no apparent reason. Right. Yeah, you kind of mm-hmm. so to to bring some stabilization to their mood. They uh, mm-hmm. that um they prescribe them with like a mood stabilizer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know another thing that I I, I kind of question even like when I um used to work at DDS and and a lot of their records the ones that was filing for like um mental diagnosis mm-hmm. a lot of them have drug issues attached to mm-hmm. their mental diagnosis yeah. so it kind of like disorder. right it's kind of like and it made it worse mm-hmm. because it, either you're doing a drug that hypes you up but you're depressed yeah then you crash mm-hmm. so now you more depressed yeah. or either you're doing a drug that's already like a downer mm-hmm. right. but you're hyped mm-hmm. because you are in that manic state of your bipolar mm-hmm. But you're doing a drug that's going to bring you down. Yeah. It don't mix. But a lot of people seem to, that have mental issues, seem to also fall back on some type of drug, whether yeah. it's alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, crack, whatever it is. It Well, drugs help you to escape reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's and only it for the moment, you know, mm-hmm. so that's the go-to. Like you, I mean, they have so many things out now. Including like embalming, like mm-hmm. that. Yes, like what it is. It's, it's so much, but it, it changes your um, brain chemistry. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, eventually, you're gonna be different. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm saying different in a bad way. Right. Mm-hmm. But they That's don't right. realize it in the in the moment. It's good for them. It feels like the right thing to do mm-hmm. because when I'm high, I don't think about yeah, worries, the trauma. I don't think about mm-hmm. the abuse. Mm-hmm. I don't think about. My husband just left me. I don't think about my daughter died in a car accident, that type mm-hmm. of thing. So, you know, the our brains are just very different. Everybody has a different brain, of course. And right. so we all handle things different. differently. Some people, you know, some people we may know have lost somebody and they did really close and they did find somebody else just after the person passed, they just completely well, lost their world. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the genetic makeup of our mind, of our brains. Now, have you ever had patients who are terminally ill and how would you help them with their diagnosis? So um, I've had one and it was it was horrible. Um, just helping them to understand life, the end of life mm-hmm. and their different stages but it's basically like you got to prepare somebody to die and be okay with that. And I'm, I'm not, okay, I'm, I'm full of life. You know, right. I speak life into, and I don't have a Christian based counseling, but I am a woman of God. So it right. comes out, you know, in different ways at different times. But I even, even with this one person, I don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. So I've only accepted one. But even with that one, I spoke life into her. That's right. And so, but we also prepared, like talking about wills, talking about, you know, mm-hmm. like right. funeral arrangements and things of that nature. It's a very difficult 
process. So how did she take it though? How did she deal with it? She she was actually better than me. (laughs) (laughs) She was actually better than me. You know, it's and I think some people again, it's just how your Mm -hmm. brain mechanics work. You know, I don't. That's not my forte. So I don't do well with death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But. She just basically accepted the fact that she was stage four cancer and mm-hmm. that they had given her six months to live, and she was she was okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I would have to have some counseling too because if that was if me and my mechanics up here, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they would have to go ahead and commit me. Yeah. I would probably go ahead and kill myself. Oh, oh wow. then that might be some type of diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, I would probably. What would I do? Oh God. I mean, I would thank myself into the grave. Like, oh my God, I'm really I about think, to die. I would think somebody then told me that I'm really about to die in six months. Like, but I, I just think, like, on the flip side for that young lady, um, you know, it, it was nobody but God. Even though you don't like doing it, by you speaking life into her, when the moments where she probably mm-hmm. mentally felt challenged, you probably propped her up. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a blessing. Yeah, that was she actually um, lived ten months. Wow, after that. that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, wow. Mm. So how yeah, do you balance um, counseling with psychology, or is it all the same from a mental health aspect? From a mental health aspect, it's really all the same. It's all brain work, doing, um, changing the thought process. Just working on whatever issues you have present, and that's just all in counseling and psychology. So it's very consistent. So, mm-hmm. ladies, I'm telling y'all now. I hope we touch some that out there because sometimes I feel you know the depression can be a part of a mental issue too. So I'm I'm gonna definitely yeah. eat better mental to issue, help with my yeah. mental state because. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know that until I researched it and was reading about it this week. And it make you think better and feel better because working in the prison and dealing with this stuff, sometimes where I'm real better with it, but I used to take that stuff home. Mm-hmm. Especially when they cuss me out and call me ugly names and stuff. And now we get into a cussing battle and I got to have the last word and I walk out of there like I'm okay. No, I'm not. So after reading about it, I I know I do a lot of joking, but I'm gonna eat better, and we're gonna yoga, we're gonna do some exercising, y'all. Yeah, we need to put that in our, we need to put that in our, fit that in our, our schedule because mm-hmm. it's important. Cause little things can make us tick. Yeah. And and you know death anyway could do it, but I'm talking about it could be a job loss, yeah, or a loss of hours at work. Or, yeah. Uh, they ain't gave me another bonus for working during the corona, you know. I might go into a mental state. So I'm, I don't know about y'all, but I appreciate it. I am gonna really do some meditation because I want to do that. I guess we're supposed to burn the incense too. You know, okay. yeah. yeah. Sage, sage, I read about stuff like that. Right. But I always at night, y'all. I use essential oils. Yeah, at night I, I just act like this. But at night, sometimes I go on my positive mind, motivational thing on my phone, and I read all those positive things. Cause at work, I am the one that's the social butterfly. I am the one that try to talk positive to people, and I do try to calm people down. But sometimes it's overwhelming. You know, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. one girl was so mad when they, she said, I don't have time for you to date Oprah Winfrey. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, but she was just that mad. She said, I ain't got time for Oprah Winfrey today. And I was like, 
okay, but it right, helps. So the positive, reading those posts, and just I always say I want to meditate, and you be seeing them like the mind is so powerful because our outcome is what we think. Yeah, right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's great that you have made the decision tonight mm-hmm. to you know change your eating habits. I it mean. is so fruitful for your mind, body, and mm-hmm. soul. Um, I have not so good um, habits with eating and such that I like sweets. So I like a lot of sugar things, (laughs) but I know when, okay, I've had enough Um, and you can actually feel and see a visible difference in your body chemistry Mm -hmm. when you eat the right thing. So I would just suggest for you just do a detox and in your detox, you Take away something that is a distraction for you. Mm-hmm. And it could be social media. It could be right. so, your kids. You know, it could okay. be something where it's six o'clock from six to seven on okay. Wednesdays. That's your time. Nobody comes in your room. Nobody. Okay. You. Whatever it is that you feel like is a distraction that's taken away from you being able to focus and tune mm-hmm. in into yourself. Yeah, because this plays a good part. This plays together with my psychology class I'm taking. Mm-hmm. They, we was actually, I actually did a assignment the other day about the brain. Mm-hmm. And now they hit the list A fact that we just learned about the brain. And I'm telling y'all, I'm sorry. I know everybody here got a big head, but I did not know that everybody's brain is about three pounds, mm-hmm. which is totaled out to a half a gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did not know that water helps our brain to function properly mm-hmm. and good. No wonder I feel like I ain't got it all because I don't drink water. So I'm telling mm-hmm. I just learned this too. Ain't so, no way water makes it rain. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I did have to do, I'm telling you, at work, I was doing my little paperwork and I did do something about the brain and then it pays a part of mental health. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to start eating sweets and junk food and drinking soda and drink water because that's why my brain's why I don't think good sometimes. So you think water will help you focus? Yes, that's what yeah. it said. The brain needs water. Well, it's 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 like you have a plant and you mm-hmm. if you don't water it, water it, mm-hmm. it then it won't grow. But that's not all your brain needs. That's exactly. just a very small component. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the, all of the things that you just listed, uh, soda, chips, uh, and stuff. Bread. Okay, so it may be hard for you to go in all in. If you can do that, mm-hmm. 100% do it. But take something away like the sodas. Like, mm-hmm. remove that. Gradually remove stuff. Don't, it because it's hard and it's easy to relapse. It's just mm-hmm. like being on a drug. It's, right. it's nicotine, it's caffeine. All of those things are addictive. Sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar is like crack, right. cocaine. It right. is. Like literally, right. it. think about it. You put a piece of sugary candy. I'm speaking for myself because mm-hmm. this happens to me all the time on my platelet. So when I eat that piece of candy, the it automatically sends that message to my brain. Sure sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay. I eat the candy. Yeah. I get another piece. Yep. It's just the habit. And I got to sit there and eat the candy and tell my now why did I just I feel so stuck? Why mm-hmm. did I just eat that candy? But that's it's the same with, right. with drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same. So you know, ours is a little bit cleaner, but we're no better mm-hmm. because we still have bad habits. Bad right. habits. Right. We just can't go to jail. So I jump. I jump right. 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 But we can <laughs> die. Yeah. You know, so and I, you know, I say to myself now, because again, I had started some very poor habits. I say life or death. Like That's I got to get up in the morning and walk or do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Do you choose life or do you choose death? Do you choose yeah. death? And I was doing good working out and, and having that time before work. As soon as I had the quarantine, 
<laughs> it went away because well, the routine was gone. But I, I was, I think it's, it's, it works better for me to work out before I go to work because it keeps me out of the snack machine. Yeah. And it's crazy because I don't eat, I don't eat junk food. I want to eat snacks at work if I get tired or sleepy. I mm-hmm. went there, I'm going to get a bag of M&M's. Only we'll get these ladies. Oh, that's because you're sitting there. So then you should try the opposite because um, I don't know if it's the same for you, but a lot of sugar makes me tired. Okay, yeah, I think it wakes me up. So it wakes you up, but then but then you actually end up crash to go down. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so try something like little cheese bars. You know, something like a little yeah, something like that. And then it's not gonna give you the same feeling initially Mm -hmm. as the chips and all that. But in 21 days, your body yeah, is not even going to want that anymore. Then you do it straight, you, yeah. you have trained your platelet not to crave for those things. That's right. And you also train your mind. Because mm-hmm. this is this is where it starts. That's why I got to keep my mind So a mind is a terrible thing to waste. A mind is a terrible <laughs> thing. You cannot live a fruitful life without a, Good. a stable mind. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. have you... Um, now, a question I want to ask you. Since the pandemic... Have you had a lot of people come in who are like oh stressed my God. or so you took that anxiety? Because right when she was talking to Raw, I was like, I know she probably had a whole She's taking a lot of things out your head. Right. Not go get them. Stop taking out her head. But go ahead, Gail. Um, during the pandemic, have you seen a lot of people come in that are stressed or or having anxiety due to the pandemic? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. So first is our bodies are hardwired for connections. Like we are born in this world to be close to others. And so when the pandemic hit, it's like everybody is isolated. Everybody is confined to their homes. Everybody is in their own space and nobody's able to hug to touch right. like we had we mm-hmm. implemented the zoom and all of that mm-hmm. that stuff is very different and our mm-hmm. minds have to transition to that process and some people still can't do right. all of the right. virtual right. things mm-hmm. but yes it's depression anxiety suicide all of those things are on the rise mental health yeah. I it's my prayer that I don't know when we will go back to when we will get to our new normal but that through this process, we will normalize mental health even the more. Right. Because more and more people are coming out to get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. But it's a result of the pandemic, not, you know, but whatever gets you there, get you there. That, right. That's, that's right. We yeah. just need you. <laughs> right. Because that's what I was going to ask you about that. Did you see like more and more? Um, people coming and what about due to the fact that's kind of like what we spoke about earlier that's kind of situational mm-hmm. so do they keep that permanent um diagnosis so they get an adjustment disorder diagnosis okay. so you don't give a person a, a, a anxiety or depression like that if it's just something new and mm-hmm. it's situational so adjustment disorder they can have that um six months or so yeah. and you revisit it okay mm-hmm. you're still displaying these symptoms okay now we move into the anxiety diagnosis mm-hmm. the depression diagnosis but right offhand if it's just situational like pandemic mm-hmm. divorce death or something right. like that you don't and anxiety is something that i think a lot of people don't really talk about and we all that have it i have oh, yeah. anxiety exactly. really i think i'm getting bad now even when i went to my counselor and i was telling her about something and i was like yeah because i have anxiety and i was telling her a situation she was like well have you had um any trauma or something in the past that happened 
that's kind of like resurfacing to bring it up. And I was like, no, like, no. She was like, and my anxiety actually was. Sometimes like if I'm driving, I can't eat and drive. I, I get anxiety if I'm eating and, and I'm driving. Some reason it'll just stop boiling up in me and I get anxiety. I'm like, I don't know why. So she was like, well, have you ever had an experience where you was eating and driving and maybe you choked or something happened? I was like, no, I don't know where it came from. Do you feel that fear of death? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. So not saying that that could mm-hmm. be the root, but I like to dig deep, deep, mm-hmm. deep, deep. And so eating and driving is potentially is very risky. Cause you're looking mm-hmm. down in your bag or you might, you know, spill mm-hmm. something trying to get it up. Oh, so no. potential accident. And so oh, no. you don't even understand how smart our brains are that yeah. can detect things for us before we even yeah, get cause there. I, can, I can't do it. So your, your, your body says to you, I don't, this is not how I want to die. I don't want to yeah. die in a car. <laughs> it's, it's, right. cool. it's not that important. It makes sense because it's like, I literally have it to the point where if I'm eating something, I can't even swallow it. Wow. I can spit it out. Yeah. And then just put it to the Grab side. Grab the driver's like, eating that biscuit. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had a knee like this, but the biscuit ain't been going on. It's And that's Ooh, just that's like drinking I, and driving, though. Some people oh. say drinking and driving is worse for them, but I've actually been in a situation myself where I drink and I might drive, and it 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 pits me more cautious to the wheel than it does no. when I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I ever die drinking and driving. <laughs> if I die, I'll be sober. <laughs> I don't know what. Because <laughs> I drink and drive, I'm not texting. If I'm sober, I'm texting. Mm. Doing, you know, mm-hmm. don't things that I'm supposed to be doing. Don't but. reach for the phone. Don't do nothing. Huh? Don't reach for no phone or nothing. Just, oh, I just drive. I just drive. Just like, so you just banking on, I gotta just gotta get home. I just gotta get home because I don't want to die. Like that you said, it's the brain that's smarter yeah. than what we think. Yeah. And I, I fear dying. Yeah. You know, not getting home to my kids because I'd have been out drinking. Right. Because, right. You know, you have. So yeah, so yeah, you can't leave them, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Five, five. I think we all actually learned something today. Yes, we have. I've learned a lot. I, I, learned a lot. I, I, I plan on learning more. Yes, you can, Londa. You want? Yeah, to talk you, to you might want to talk to her after we can get you a session or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to get ready to wrap it up. Dang, it's an hour right Yeah. It goes oh, by so fast. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Oh, we really thank you for coming. And we know your schedule is busy, really, really busy. Because mm-hmm. there's been time where I've been like, I texted you two days ago. He was like, oh, I was asleep, girl. <laughs> <laughs> But we really thank you for coming. And I think it was something really, really needed because mm-hmm. I think more people are experiencing some type of mental illness or, mm-hmm. you know, just experiencing something. It might not be something that's permanent, but even a temporary. And I hope we reach somebody out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One yeah. person. Because you sure told me something, girl, because she showed yeah. me. It, it was very educational. It, it, it really was. I so, just. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's, it's, it's actually fun <laughs> and exciting. Um, I had to come back here. I would love to come back. But if I could say one last thing mm-hmm. to anybody that's out there listening, um, if you can, if 
no, let me let me rephrase this statement. If you need help, get the help that you need. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. You know, ex experience the wholeness of being brave, of being bold, mm -hmm. of becoming whole and making yourself better. Because that's where the real life starts, where that's you can right. really live and be happy with living. None of us are perfect, mm -hmm. but there are resources out there for all of us that are struggling with different things. And I do have a mental health agency. I am located in Portsmouth. It's called Connecting Communities. Mm -hmm. And we offer um, intensive in-home counseling, which is for kids. Mental health skill building is for the adults. We have crisis stabilization and we have applied behavioral analysis, which is for um, children who have autism. And we do also offer outpatient therapy. So I'm available, but I'm not saying you guys can come to me. There are many other organizations out here that offer the same services, that offer good quality mm -hmm. therapy services and counseling. I just want you to go and get help. Right, right. So thank you all. It's been a pleasure. And yes. Okay, so we got one more question for well, you. We actually have two. Oh, we have two. The first question before you ask your question is, okay. what is the um, mental health skill building? Mental health skill building is a service. It's sort of like a case management service in, okay. in a sense that it helps individuals to be stabilized in the community setting so that they can stay home, not go into a residential facility, okay. into a hospital or something like that, any type of higher level of care. And so what we do is we help them with like money management, activities mm -hmm. of daily living. We help them find a job a house, okay. um, mm -hmm. resume building, okay. whatever they need. If they need um, like food bank, we link them to the food bank. If they need uh, anger management, we link them to okay. anger management. They all get outpatient therapy mm -hmm. in addition to the mental health skill building. So it's just making sure that they have wraparound services and resources mm -hmm. that they need. And that's a really good service. Like yeah, It's a really good for people who are coming out of prison yeah. because they've been... So it's like, it's like a re-entry program. Yeah, they start mm -hmm. some of that stuff. So it's not necessarily a re-entry, but I think it's a good resource for an individual mm -hmm. that's being released from prison. Uh -huh. okay. Yeah, it, it, it has a lot it, of the basic things that they mm -hmm. need, like helping them get an ID, social security card. Like mm -hmm. that service can do all good. of that. Yeah, they actually mm -hmm. do that. This new, last year was new. They do it, uh, have DMV come to the prison now. Yeah, so they go that. home yeah. with their social security card, birth certificate, uh, valid ID. So that's one of the good things. And then the counselors, I work closely with them. They reach out to companies like different people that's hiring and stuff like that and give them a list of all those things she just named. Yeah. So yeah. That's okay. Good. Yeah, that's really good. I didn't know I knew that much because I work in the uh, therapeutic community in the Smith Hall department. I did not know that. And this happened because I take care of services. Yeah. So yeah. I'm learning all that stuff. Okay, let's see. So before we wrap it up, we'd like to ask all of our guests, what advice would you give with a Game Minute podcast? Oh, to you guys in particular? Mm -hmm. yes, oh, this is. Hmm. I've enjoyed it. I, you know, I like authentic environments. I like mm -hmm. where you can go into an environment and be yourself. That's like, right. I didn't feel like I had to come in here and mm -hmm. perform. Mm -hmm. you know, I came in here and I was relaxed. I was myself. You guys were very welcoming mm -hmm. and friendly. Um, if I had any advice that I could give you is to do more of this, like mm -hmm. do more of segments where we can really help the community, That's right. like where right. we can really pull them in. And I definitely want to. Um, I don't know how we can tie into your podcast or your segment, but a yoga and then we can yes. go um, we can have it where people that are not in the building can actually still 
be involved in that process. Okay. So okay. I think that would be great for you oh, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just exposure as well. And it's good, healthy mm-hmm. um, things that you guys are going to establish. So I've enjoyed it. I don't have all positive things um, to say about you guys. And I like the little colorful room. And- <laughs> Y'all know I love color. So it's Thank you so much. Well, thank you. We definitely want to thank you for um, coming out. And I'm sure that a lot of people um, had more questions. And like you said, we hopefully set up something where, you know, we could do more, make some type of form or something like that. Um, Because a lot of people do have mental issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, like Chante said, like I have anxiety real bad myself. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not on any medication, though. Sometimes I feel like I... Need just need yoga, yoga boo. Take the candy. Yeah, away. I think I have AD. When you're candy, that's another thing. But um, we, we definitely again want to thank you for coming. Um, we look forward to getting up with you again. Um, and you know you're here on a good day. Yeah, one year. Yeah, yeah. one year. So yeah. mental health. <laughs> we talk about the after show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, again, we thank you, and you, you guys have a good night. Right. Good, good night. night.